This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of the To Hull and Back podcast. Uh, another unhappy episode, unfortunately. Um, obviously, sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar in Hull. Uh, and we are part of the TalkSport fan network. So, it's not looking good, is it, boys? Let's be honest. What are we now? Six losses in the last seven games, is it? Not scored in four. Haven't scored since the end of August. Yes, New... that is the biggest news on, isn't it? One win in eight is, as well. Yeah. It is, and we've um, departed with a certain Shotter Avaladze a few hours before kickoff. Really convenient timing, obviously. Uh, we might as well go straight in with that one then, aren't we? Because that's going to be the main headline of this episode. Um, I think it was something that we probably all expected as a fan base, let's be honest. Um, but perhaps the timing was just a bit strange. Uh, would you agree, Will? Yes, it was very strange. Um I, I don't know why he decided to do it now. I can only assume it's somewhat partly to do with the accident he had on the uh, crashing and breaking his arm. And he wanted to do it in person. And he couldn't until maybe yesterday or today. And, but I thought the wording of the statement was also very unusual. Where he said, we've had several talks and we've not been able to agree on like how, you know, how we're going to go forward. Mm. So what was said in those talks? Because they seemed to be on the same page almost the entire time so far. Well, what 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 I got from that statement, which is odd, is that they said that he had several meetings with him throughout the international break, and they eventually decided that um, there was a difference in philosophies, um, which obviously led to them deciding to let Shot go. But surely Shot's philosophy should have ma- matched Ajans to be hired in the first place because, you know, that discussion needs to happen before you hire a manager. You need to know what the aims are as a club, what, what where you want to take it as an owner. 
you know what you're expecting uh, style wise so if it didn't match or it changed during his tenure then it's just pretty strange uh, what, what what did you think of it Nathaniel? well i thought he was going to stay um i mean there was a lot of talk that he would be sacked um after the um swansea match but um we heard that he was going to stay that's what the whole nml said and then two weeks went by and he was still um he was still the whole city manager so um i think the timing of it is really poor um i can't imagine that they would make the decision any any time before the friday morning or afternoon because um he did the press conference the day before so um i think it's it, it's really poor form to sack him on the day of the match um and yeah what had they said how had their opinions changed from the first meeting in the international break to the last one because they obviously didn't want to sack him after the first meeting they had in that two-week period so the timing of it is really strange it didn't it kind of helped the performance on friday and um we've we've missed out pretty much the the only time we've got until the world cup to to find a good man another manager and give him a few weeks to prepare with the team so we've missed a, a big opportunity there yeah, it does yeah. also make you wonder because when the actual decision was made because there was the apparently we was after Slavin Bilic as his replacement and he went to Watford which I think happened on uh, was it Wednesday or Thursday the Watford I can't remember now they probably had two managers since then already come through <laughs> um, yeah. but the fact that he was least linked as the replacement suggests the decision was made days ago Mm. Yeah, the the timings of announcement. I saw. It's, I, I guess it's sort of similar to some of the transfers we've made, where players have obviously been signed for us, and then we've just waited ages to announce it. It's like this has been done before, and they chose on the day to announce it for some reason. Maybe because the sky cameras are in town, and Ajin wanted a nice little interview. Perhaps he's a bit of a showman, isn't he? But you know, uh, apparently late Thursday evening, you know probably would have been better to announce it as it happened because then obviously, you know, fans know where we're standing. Dawson probably gets um, less pressure on him kind of thing because he, he, he did get chucked in the deep end, didn't he, with, with such a... I mean, for me, Dawson had no pressure on him because it was last second. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah, I mean, obviously we did that We did that Twitter space, didn't we? Um, saying after the last game whether or not Shotter should be, should be here or not. And... Um, you know, I think the vast majority of people agreed that if you're going to get rid of your manager, it needs to be at the beginning of that international break period because then you've got two weeks where, you know, you've, you haven't got the added pressure of a game for a manager to get in and 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 have to get to know his players kind of thing. He had two weeks where he could just be on the training ground, get to know his players, his system, his formation, where they're comfortable playing, what he wants to do. And, you know, we've, we've missed that opportunity. You know, we've waited until, you know, either the day, a couple of days before, the, a very important conference looting. When for next one or two games to try and prove himself, aren't you? So you know, it's like you say, it's very odd timing. Um, and then you know, the performance, I don't know. We'll, we'll come on to the games. Sort of the, the performance, I think, was in some ways it was a slight improvement. Like because I think, um, also tell me if you don't agree, but I think in the last few weeks, attacking wise, we've been very very poor. Like we've created next to nothing. Uh, we don't look like scoring goals, um, but against Luton, I think we actually did give it quite a go, you know, within the first 
definitely the second half. I know Luton probably sat off a bit more, but we did. I thought we looked better offensively. It's just the same defensive mistakes all the time, isn't it, Will? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, but like, well, you, you got to look at that game. Is if he's only just been changed, then there's no real time to implement new tactics or strategies properly at all. So really, that team was as close to still being a shotter-led side as it could have been. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, is it is it the manager's fault then? You know, because we're trying to play out from the back. Obviously, that's a continuation from what Shotter was trying to do. But this, the you know, we we think that Jacob Greaves, Alfie Jones, you know, we we've described them as being comfortable on the ball, being ball playing centre halves, and th- this season they've just really seemed to struggle in in that aspect. Is it just maybe that teams have wised up to us and know to press us high and force the the mistakes? Or is there just like a, an apparent lack of confidence? I think it's not having a person like Smallwood in front of them as well. What, in terms of um, what you think if we Someone had Smallwood who, in the side, they'd be more confident on the ball? Well, I think we'd be a bit more defensively sound because it's essentially a 50, it's another defender on the pitch who was in front of the defence. Yes, going forward, he wasn't the greatest. In midfield, he wasn't the greatest distributor or anything. But in terms of actually getting stuck in and actually doing the job, he's did it way better than anyone else has done it this season. Yeah. No, I agree. I I do think that we are missing a a Richie Smallwood-style player, you know. Problem is, because of the way Shot wanted to play, sorry to interrupt, is if he wants to play that way, he can't have a... Small tight player if he wants to play the attacking football that he wants. It's kind of catch twenty two. Yeah, but I guess that kind of then contradicts Shotter's style because he's wanted to add or we presume he had a hand in all of the signings, which we would like to think has happened. Um if he's gonna sign, you know, the abundance of attacking talent that we've had, especially in midfield, and then leave players like Smallwood, well let them go so that we know you know you lose that kind of defensive shield, then we must be going into games trying to be on the front foot all the time, wanting to, you know, attack as the best form of defence kind of approach where we've got the likes of Sari and Tufan who are going to be on the ball and want to create chances and, and, and dictate the game kind of thing. But we haven't really seen that. So it's like, you know, it, it just has there got to get be a point? I know we've got a lot of injuries, but has there got to be a point where the manager looks at this and goes, yeah, all right, maybe we needed to add a Jones into midfield kind of thing to shore it up and, but obviously, no manager at the moment, so we can't, we can't really answer that question um, accurately. But um, does it get to a point where we've got to change the style, go back basics, go back direct? Is that the way we salvage this, Nathaniel? Well, I mean, the attacking sort of system that we've wanted to dominate the ball, I mean, that's that's happened in the last two home games. We've had, um, you know, a lot of the ball against Stoke and, and Luton and then... Uh, maybe that's because we conceded early goals, but then we we've struggled in those games. Um, we have all, we have attacking talent in order to to score goals and create chances, but for whatever reason, we've just we've we've hardly seen that. Um, so yeah, the new manager that comes in, wh- whatever system he's going to play, um, he's going to have to you know he's got a really tough job on his hands, and um, we're going to have to be really good to to get this team some confidence um, to play any form of football at this moment. Mm. I mean, I think the, the, a massive problem that this squad has at the minute is it's very unbalanced, but also disjointed. Like, successful teams have a, have a good link between defence, midfield and attack. 
and we don't tend to have that. Like when the defense have got the ball, there's no one, you know, coming deep asking for it, and then you know trying to make circles around players and create them, them opportunities. The defense are kind of stuck with the ball, and then we end up going out wide, and then it comes. You know, we play a lot of sideways and not enough forwards for me. And you'd think the likes of Suri and Tufan would be encouraged to drop deeper, bring the ball forwards, kind of thing. But we're not seeing that. And there's been a few questions raised on Twitter, and I'll ask you. I'll ask. I'll come to you about it, Will. The new signings that we've made. Do you do you think that maybe they've been a bit? Do you think there's a lack of of? I don't want to say a commitment. Maybe a lack of effort from some of the new signings. Would you say? I think there is a bit of a lack of effort from some of them. To be fair, um, I think some of it. But again, some of it also comes down to injuries and how we, for some reason, the style of play not really fitting a lot of the the way that they play. Like. I know Tete can play out wide on the wing, but he's not usually a winger, he's a striker. Expecting Seri to do more defensive work when he's more of a playmaker in the box, in the middle of midfield. It's hard to say, I think. I do think they can do better, but though, overall. Um, two fans, the only one that consistently who's been, prom- you know, consistently promising, really, I'd say. Well, I think out of the new signings, I think I'd highlight, obviously, um, Oscar. Um, well, yeah, Oscar. Fuck's sake. His opinion, obviously, works, works his ass off every game, doesn't he? he? Even against Luton, he's there trying to... He conceded yeah. a few fouls because he's trying to force you know, mistakes from the Luton defence and midfield. And at times, he just looks very isolated. Um, and the midfield seems to be the weakness for the defence, but also the weakness for the attack because we, we, we're not... We're not protecting the back four, but we're also not supporting Estepinion, you know. And then the concerning thing, quite rightfully so, is you know we've spent, I would imagine, quite a large part of our wage budget on the likes of Sari Tufan, you know, these players mm-hmm. that are, would have taken quite a bit of luring to come to this club, um, you know, and, and then they're in midfield and, and maybe not churning out the kind of performance that we need. Um, so, do, do we make? I think they're quite lucky in a sense that we haven't really got the players fit to sort of make that statement and drop them. Because there's only really, I think, maybe Doherty that, that can come in. Um, and then even even the likes of Pelcast that's come in and been a really exciting signing hasn't really looked up to the bill at the minute. Although you could maybe argue that because he's only really just joined, he's, he's, he's still finding his feet, kind of thing. Um, but. Do, do we? Is it maybe a case of we we need to stick some more of the players that we kind of know and can rely on in for a bit and just sort of make you know make that statement to new players, Nathaniel? Do you think someone like uh, two fan could be dropped? Well, I mean, any excuse to start Longman in every match, I'll go for it. Um, after but... after last night, you can sod off with that one. He after... wasn't so bad. There were some misplaced passes, but you know, to, to single out one player would isn't a great idea anyway because at the moment a lot of people are underperforming. Um, but oh, we've yeah, also yeah, been but... we've also been really yeah, unlucky. Well, with... when he don't deserve it either. Yeah, we've, I know we've... you. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't I wasn't doing that. So uh, was I? Oh, well, a lot of the goals we've conceded, though, even though they've been bad and some of them have been mistakes. Like the first goal we conceded, even though it's um, another example of um, conceding from a set piece, which we're obviously bad at. There's not really anything you can do about that. It's, it's a decent. Um, you know, a, a creative idea from Luton hits the bar, so we haven't conceded. And then it's just so unlucky it falls to Jones and he can't sort his feet out. So 
especially the last two matches where um, it was the deflected goal against Stoke, wasn't it? So at home, when we've had the ball, we've been up against it early on. Well, it's not an excuse. It's just not only have we been bad, but we've been unlucky as well. But that's what happens when you're not playing well. You, you make your own luck. And really, we just need to start a game well. I mean, Swansea especially as well. The first 20 minutes, we were diabolical. We really, uh, on Wednesday against Wigan, we need to be on the front foot, not just after we've conceded, because that's what's happened. We've played well after we've conceded a goal. We need to start playing well from the off and, and you know, make sure the opponents realise they're in an actual competition and that we're not just going to roll over. Because, I mean, you know, the run uh, was four defeats in a row. Now it's five. They have to do one, absolutely anything they can to make it, not be six they just need to get something on the board um and of course the longer ago this goes on it's probably going to be dawson in charge on wednesday um the less likely a manager um, might come in that you know uh you know a, a lower caliber manager perhaps and you know we're losing time if the club is serious about getting into a, the playoffs as as they are of course because they've sacked Schrosser. um we have to start picking up results you know, want to be in the top half by the time the World Cup comes, I guess. Mm. I mean, I've got, I, I, I've said this. I went on the second tier, I went on TalkSport and I said the same thing. Um, I think I'm struggling to find what identity we're trying to establish in terms of a playing system at the minute. Do you, I mean, if you were, if someone was to ask you, Nathaniel, say you went on a, on a, on a, another podcast show and they said so, um, what style the Hull City player? What are we going to expect from you? How how would you answer that question? Because I don't think I could, other than we just lose. Yeah, Can that's ask? what I was going to say. We're just going to lose. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe the last two home games have showed we want to have the ball and have possession, but we don't really put crosses in. I haven't seen a lot of times where we've the last few matches we've not counted very well. So yeah, the philosophy is. Uh, I mean, a lot. The only reason why we won those games early on, you could argue, is a bit of luck. Um, you know, some lucky deflections. So once that runs out, and you have that poor run of, of luck and form, yeah, I don't know what the philosophy was. I mean, I understood what it was last year. It was counter attack, and you know, um, kind of. Uh, um, I can't remember the um, the or oh, smash and grab away from home. Why we didn't go back to that, I don't know, because that seemed to work last season. We weren't winning lots of matches, but maybe if, you know, theoretically you have a better defence and um, better attacking players, you might have been able to win more games like that rather than the few we did away from home. So, yeah, um, I don't know what the philosophy is. It used to be smash and grab, but at the moment, well, I'm interested to see whether Adrian, especially if he brings in a manager, an English one perhaps, or one who's managed in the championship, Maybe they will have more idea of what the philosophy should be. It'll be interesting to see just how much um, manoeuvrability the new manager gets. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to stick up some. I've seen some of your comments, obviously, about um, some managers that we've been linked with. We'll talk about um, managers coming in towards the end. Of just dissect this uh, Luton game um, for the last bit, and then we'll move on to it. I think um, I'm, I'm going to come to you for this one, Will, because um, you tend to be. Um, as positive as you can be in all situations. So I'm, I'm interested to know your answer. Um, since the beginning, obviously, since the beginning of the season, you know, yeah, we started four unbeaten. Um, you know, we got a couple of good results. Away at Burnley is a very good result, 1-1. Uh, beat Norwich. 
Um, most recently got the win at Coventry. But going back to the first game of the season onwards, do you actually think that looking back, the signs were there that something isn't clicked with this team yet, something's not right? I mean, it's always easy to say that in hindsight, to be fair. But I, there was all because I think you can look at any team in the championship, and there's probably issues that if you look back 10 games after the you've looked, still be glaring obvious things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was obviously some issues that were obviously that were obviously early on, but you see, you don't consider it an issue after two games in because. It's the start of the season. It's not a. I think it's more. I think, I think what, what I was more getting at is like, if, even the games we were winning, like you know, we, we were coming out and we didn't really create very much at all, and we kind of just sort of benefited from, um, you know, Esther Pinion especially having that bizarrely high conversion rate at the beginning of the season, and perhaps you know, Coventry game I will include fortunate slices of luck in them situations and being in, you know. Like we say, you make your own look. Oscar definitely did in those those instances. But when you're not creating much, you can't expect to win games. And we kind of got away with it, I think, at the beginning of the season. And looking back, it, it seems more obvious. Like you say, with hindsight, it's very easy to do that. But at the beginning of the season, we didn't really, we, we kind of ignored it because we were doing okay and not really saying, why aren't we coming out of games, um, you know, with, with six or seven clear cut chances? instead of the two that we took kind of thing, because at some point that will stop. And obviously when you're not creating chances and conceding goals at the same time, it's only going to go one way and you're going to start losing games, which is now happening. Yeah, I suppose. Um, But the thing is, it's... I'm just going to repeat myself if I say it again, to be honest. Um, Go for it. it. I would say a point... To make is a lot of people probably overhyped what our team is as well. Like a lot of people saw the signings. Oh, new owner, new manager, not new manager, but like new signings, all exciting. We're going to be challenging. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't, but there was there was plenty of people also going. Oh, we're going to be pushing for the playoffs, and it wasn't helped by Adrian also maybe saying that and then going back on it rather quickly. To be fair, um, mm. but. I don't know, to be honest. Do you think think Keen Lewis Potter and George Honeyman going was far bigger a miss than we first maybe guessed? I mean, we couldn't have kept KLP even if we tried. So that was that that one's, I think, moot, to be fair. I think think Honeyman, though. His agent had turned his head. And Honeyman, maybe you could argue we should have kept him, but the man wanted first-team football and we weren't going to offer it at the time. But I'd be happy playing him over, um, well, at the moment, two fans, of course, two fans well, yeah, start the season well. But... The t- it's, it's easy to say that, like I say, it's, in hindsight, it's obvious, but at the time, Honeyman was wanted first-team football. We weren't going to offer him it because we brought in all these new players. It made sense at the time. Well, at the time, I was very upset he'd left because I think it's it's um, obviously... Well, I'm not saying it wasn't a bad decision, it. but yeah. it was understandable why... It was, it's understandable, happened. but I think... I thought it was the wrong decision. I would have loved to have kept him. Um, I think not only have we lost a good player, um, but it's more of a sign of, of what we've lost with the, that, that team spirit. You know, Smallwood and Eves and Honeyman and Lewis Potter and all those sort of people um, and some others I forgot, maybe Huddleston or he hardly played. Um, they had that kind of team spirit last season. 
which I don't think we have at the moment. Because um, it's not even really like if we signed more Turkish players, maybe like not all people from the same country like each other, of course, but we've signed a lot of players from different clubs and uh, different levels of, um, and like the wages maybe won't help some of them being on higher wages than each other. So, yeah, I mean, definitely going back to your previous question, um, there were signs that things were going to fall apart, but you, you're optimistic and you hope that, well, we're playing badly at the moment, but we should improve. But instead, we've just got worse. We're, we're far worse than we were at the start of the season, even though we weren't great then. Um, so really, but, I mean, although it's been really poor, um, it it's it doesn't take much to turn it around. Like a, a fluky goal, like some of the ones we conceded, um, like on Wednesday or at Huddersfield, um, you know, if we win one game, it's a championship things can change around quickly. So we really do need that new manager bounce um, because we're only like probably two wins in a row from everything going back to, well, we can push for the playoffs because it's still a very tight division. It's just hoping that we, it turns around in the next one or two games and not like the next five to 10, because at that point it probably will be too far away to salvage. Mm. I think last season, you know, we knew what we was going to get from that squad. We've we've sacrificed the hard work and endeavour. Um, you know, perhaps it was a, a a a lot less quality in the squad, but that was made up for in the fact that they were going to, you know, at least give a hundred percent from the first minute to the last. We knew exactly where we stood. Um, and then this season for trying to be a bit more flamboyant and attacking, um, and we've kind of lost that because I don't think this squad has that same application, that same work rate, especially not in the middle. Um, I would say one the one player that we've brought in um, that did have that application was Aliar. It's such a shame that you know he was a great example. He could have been a great example to the other new signings that he's come in. Um, you know, an Iranian who's played in Ukraine. You know, never played in England before. He's twenty years old. Doesn't look like the biggest build either, and yet he really makes defenders know he's there. And they, it's a tough game for them. And he's got the skill to go with it. It could have been a great example to Pelcast. Like, this is how you apply yourself. And it's just such a shame that one of the few players we've brought in who's got that skill and application is injured. Well, it just down to him as well, but our form did change from the moment he got injured, pretty much. Because yeah. <clears throat> him and Tete were vital. So yeah, I try I try and look for, for like, you know, especially at the beginning of the system, I, I like looking at the, the, the tactical decisions that are made. And when we had Aliar and Tete playing, Tete was more of the target man out wide and that was in, an option for attack. So if we were getting highly pressed, we could hit it long and he could hold it up and bring players into the game. Aliar was completely different in the sense that he would, he's, he's, a, he's a, I want to run at defenders kind of forward. He, he stretched defences and created space for the likes of Tufan and Sari to play those incisive passes that are going to hurt teams. So you had two different options. We had a multi-pronged attack. We could go through the middle with our good midfielders or we could go you know, direct on one side or try and stretch them on the other. We had options. When we lost both of them, well, when we lost Aliar first, we only had the one option because we only had Tete. And then teams figured that out and then you know, would mark him, double mark him, making it harder for him to hold the ball up. And then we lost him to injury and we've lost both of those options. So at the minute, we're kind of mystified as to how to get the ball from defence to attack. And we can't get up there to create enough chances. We have to rely heavily on the fullbacks, which at the minute, you know, 
is it can be very tough because Coyle and Elder are doing. I think they both played really well against um, Luton. I might add, I think they were the two of the rare ones that actually came out of that playing well in an attacking sense. Um, but what they, they they just lack that bit of pace. I think in able to be you know consistently um, uh, a threat on those sides. It kind of depends on what team we're facing and, and the pace of the people up against them. Um, you know, maybe a Fleming would would definitely be more of a consistent threat on that on the left hand side. But um, like we say, we don't have those options at the minute. We've threadbare squad. Um, our main um, outlets for attack are missing. Oscar's very isolated, and then the midfield kind of aren't working um, hard enough to 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 make that division smaller. So um, I think what I think um, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I think it's a it's it's a question that does need asking, right? Because you know it's it's a valid question. I do believe that Adjin has the best interest of the club at heart, but do we think that perhaps Shotter didn't have full control of the players that we brought in? Do we think he was more Adjin signed them and not Shotter? I, I don't. I mean, a lot of clubs don't give managers full uh, control. It might be more like um, I think it's usually for most clubs it's that the. Um, what the, tends to happen is a manager will take a wish list to the owner, won't he? He'll say, "These are the players I want. This will work for the system. This is why I want." Not him necessarily. To... Well, I mean <laughs> that can happen, but I think more in this case, and it does happen at other clubs, is that the scouts will say, "These are the players we want, or, or, or these are the players we can afford and we can get. Uh, do you want them?" And yeah, I, I don't necessarily think Schotter. Um, I guess you probably wouldn't sack him after ten games if. Those were 100% the players he wanted. And because of the Fenerbahce links that Schotter doesn't have, but Ajin has, I would think a lot of them were more his um, at Ajin's. Because um, he was talking about how it's a team that he wanted to build, or, or at least we did. Maybe Tan Kessler, you know, those are the players he wanted, but not necessarily sure about Schotter. But then you've got to work with what you're given. I mean, like, McCann would have absolutely loved to work with these players, I'm sure, because they are quality and um, maybe they don't fit exactly the system Shotter wanted to play, but you've got to do better with what you're given because the resources here, maybe it's unbalanced, but there is quality. I would argue a lot of clubs do that now as well anyway. Yeah. Just going to add Tom to the stream, guys. He's uh, he better late than never. Game over us. It's unacceptable, <laughs> isn't it? How you doing? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Uh, we're just talking about, obviously, we, we, we've been over the looting game, but we're talking at the minute about yeah. maybe um, the, the influence over signings and whether or not maybe, you know, Adjin was was more or less the person that was bringing these players in um, yeah. more than, you know, Shotter saying, well, I want this player for this reason. Um, wh what do you think of it? I think that's one of them sort of like theories that people come up with that sort of can be far-fetched sometimes, but sometimes in the end it can become true. It's one of them where it's early days yet to sort of come out and say stuff like that. But there could be some sort of uh, something there to, towards that, I think. I mean, the signings that were made, like surely if, um, you know, the, these signings were made, you know, obviously Shot is going to be honest about the signings he's making. So I think he's not going to, surely if like, he didn't like the signings, he'd come out and say, oh, look, you know, these aren't my signings. But I think, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I but could know. that be the difference in philosophy that Adjun was talking about? Maybe Shotter was saying, "I want more yeah. control over who I bring in." Yeah, I think this the time will tell. I think the next coach would bring in 
I think if we see this pattern follow in terms of the the views, you know, the not aligning, you know, shotters because that's the reason why you know shotters parted ways because apparently the way obviously Adrian wants to take the football club forward and maybe it was the, the, them to have different sort of interpretations about that um about what they think you know what what's best for the football club and obviously Adrian owns the club so he has that power um you know and one thing that sort of makes you think that it could be true is you know what he's coming out and saying in you know on Sky about the sort of player signings and stuff saying that um he'd rather see those lose three two but it'd be an entertaining game than draw nil nil and that sort yeah, of sums no, up the season that. That, that sort of like sums up the season so far because I think he worded that yeah. wrong. I think he yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. say he'd rather lose three two than one nil and I think he just got a bit caught yeah. up in, 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 in what he was saying. Well, he obviously meant it doesn't mean he wants to lose every match. It just means he wants to play attacking football and that's what you say to get that across. He obviously doesn't yeah. actually want yeah. that. But on first value, insane. obviously obviously you'd want to get a, a point of a zero no matter the entertainment factor. So I, I just yeah. don't think... That but we all know that. We can be intelligent enough to understand that's what he meant. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll come on to, obviously, uh, rumour circle is... It, well, <laughs> The amount of names being mentioned with, with, with this at the minute is um, is a bit mad. So obviously there's a there's a lot of a lot of people coming in um, earlier. Uh, obviously uh, the most latest name uh, reports from Turkey was Carlos Cavall, obviously Sheffield Wednesday manager um, before when we beat him at Wembley. Uh, so he's got championship experience. He's been in the Premier League. Was it with uh, Watford? Was it with Watford? Swansea. He got Swansea, Swansea, Swansea relegated. Swansea. No. Right, so yeah. Well, Very he good kept them up. Though. He kept them up with like a few wins, and then he forgot to see out the season. It, by February, they thought they were safe. Then they gave up. Yeah. So what's Will? What about you then? What do you think on Carlos Carvalho? Would he be a manager you'd like to see oh, hired? He he fits into the he fits into both brackets of PLX uh, Championship experience and Turkish experience. Yeah. So he's like the perfect one for everyone. Well, perfect one for Arjun, mm. I think. Not, yeah, because he could, well, it's a perfect excuse for him. He, he doesn't have to rely on someone who hasn't been in England. Well, it's like a lot of the signings we've do we made. Think he's... Two founded being in England and Seri and that sort of thing. Do we do we think that yeah. Ajahn pays attention to what we say on social media? Do you think no that maybe he's not. looking at names? Nah. It, Considering it's some of the stuff that he's really hard active. not. He's more active than most owners on social media. I'd say that, but. I, I think That's it's. Because I, I only background. ask. Yeah, I only ask because obviously, it first after the Swansea game, it was they're going to give him time, uh, shorter time to turn this around, and then come the Luton game, he's gone. It just seemed like a very strange. Mm. Obviously, they'll say that they had the meetings and they had a difference in philosophy, but I just feel like that's a very strange reason. But... Adjun's, Adjun's not running the club based on what a bunch of meths say on Twitter. Uh, you, you don't know. He might, he's a people pleaser, isn't he? he might, might be like, all oh, right, nobody wants him. I want to keep well, him happy, well, so I'll get rid of him. The biggest thing that could please the people is get a good manager and get us promoted with no fuss. That's what we want. Mm. So. You walk out. So. I'll come round. I'll come round to each each one of you then, and I want you to say a manager that you want to see come in. So, Will, who would you like to see come in? Pep Guardiola. <laughs> well, I'm going go on, to move be, be more realistic, Will. Okay. Um, <laughs> of who's been linked, like recently? Um, 
I mean, I've got I've got the odds list up here. So the favourite for the job is Sergin Yeltsin. I think the fair yeah, I'm not picking him. Let's have a look. Uh, Carlos Corbran went from I think fourteen to one to six to one overnight in his second favourite of the minute. Yeah, that's because it's the recent things been pushing on that. Mm. Um, then we've got a few. Dan said we're not turn. getting him though. I mean, if I'm completely, uh, completely ignoring logic and just going with my heart rather than my head, I want Liam Rossini. But that's well, just it didn't work at Dan. The manager I want. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it logically. I'm just saying it's... I want him back at Hull. Um, a manager I want, but would never get probably. Marcelo would be able to get him in. No Disgusting. Six, 16 to 1, he's at his Bielsa. Strike well off the, the stream and Tom. Just nah, that's well, too sensible. Well, well, What's class? wrong with saying Bielsa? Because he's Bielsa's a lead manager. Right, and he, and he's a care about that. I'm not bothered about Hit. that. We're not even right. Ra- Rabbles of Chef Wednesday. We said everyone, everyone at Chef Wednesday. Carver's Carver. I'll seen as a, a legend. There. <laughs> he's right there. Oh, I'd say Carver. Yeah, that's fine. What about Carveran, yeah. who was linked? He was he was at Huddersfield. Well, I, I did live him? in Huddersfield, so I sort of yeah. have to like him. And David he was also Wagner's at Leeds as well. As well. Yeah. yeah, as a He was be number two. Yeah, there's a few. Liam Rosinia, David Wagner, Scott Parker, Chris Hewton, apparently HDM, I think, tweeted saying that he was the favourite at the Hewitt. minute, even though he's yeah. um, sick, same odds as Marcelo Bielsa. So. I, w- I would uh, really uh, hope it's someone. John Terry, 25 to 1. <laughs> no, yeah, thank, uh, thank God. Hewton no. left Forrest at bottom of the table, didn't he? Winner oh, yes, he's going to come from him, yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Nathaniel? What's the name well, that springs to you? I, I mean, I'm not exactly against the idea of it being a manager from Turkey because if, say, we forgot the manager who just won Trabzonspor, the Turkish league, and is playing in like the Europa League now, obviously, if it's someone who's actually managed one of the big clubs and done well in Europe or won the cup or won the league, sure. But all the managers we're being linked to from Turkey are these ones who have been like, uh, you know, yeah, at a bit, at a at a big, yeah. at a big club like uh, Nuno Espirito Santo had been at Spurs. Well, got sacked after like ten weeks. Those are the sort of people we're being linked with, um, who hadn't done very well in Turkey actually. So, um, I mean, we were talking about it a few weeks ago when Scott Parker got sacked at Bournemouth. Our Valadza was on the Sky Sports betting list um, for that, but I mean, he's he's done well-ish. With you know um, good squads, but uh, I don't think our squad's quite good enough to to um for him to get promoted with because I don't know whether he's actually that good. I don't really know. Carlos Carlos Carvajal would be fine, um, but he, he's not going to leave his cushy new job in Saudi Arabia after just a few months. So Chris Hutton would be boring and maybe the sort of solid uh, boring manager we might need with our defensive record. Um, yeah, it'd be like it's like Sean Dyche. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a boring choice. He'll do this. He'll probably I do would love Sean Dyche. He he, the problem with the Dyche linking is he's too good if for Shotter, three, like, If Adrian wants to play attacking football, Sean Dyche is not the answer. Yeah, exactly. But I, um, I would also go out and say that perhaps maybe Dyche just played to Burnley's strengths. They didn't have the greatest yeah. transfer budget, therefore signed players that he could play a direct style with. And just yeah, but he never tried to sign a creative player. But he could... I well, don't know. He, he, he got relegated. 
think he did towards the end. He started, you know, players like Wegos and Kone. Kone. Yeah. Kone. yeah, and they got relegated. Yeah, <laughs> don't trust so, him then. Well, look, but then he's gone to, gone to West Ham now, Kone, so he's, he's obviously a good yeah. player. But, you know, what about Southgate? No. He's going to be out of the England job soon, isn't he? Good. I don't Chris Wilder might be out of the Middlesbrough job soon. Uh, I, I think uh, anyone listening, by the way, if you want to put what manager you'd like to see in, in the comments, uh, <clears throat> you feel free to do so. I think um, the question is, obviously, is Adjun going to go for someone with championship experience or is he going to delve to the, the Turkish leagues for it? And I know well, the like Hogan saying, on the said it's been that uh, it will have championship experience, but I don't know whether that's mm. just what they're aiming for and they might change their mind or whether they actually know who it's going to be, who they're talking to. Um, but the whole Daily Mail also said that they were going to give him time and that Chris Hewton's a favourite. Well, so exactly, exactly. So you really don't know at this point. Uh, I, I don't think there's like an obvious choice. Um, I think the obvious choices that are really great um, are defensive managers and the ones who are more attacking aren't very good. Yeah. I think the I problem think with someone like Sean Dyche really. is, is that he's... Yeah. I think someone like Sean Dyche is going to be someone who... If he comes in, he's not going to want to be the head coach. He will want to be the manager. I was saying this with um, uh, when I was on with Gabe the other day, Gabe Sutton. Deitch won't come in and and have you know the the kind of players that Adrian wants to bring in. He he will want you know his championship experience players. You think back to how Burnley was and how strong a British core they had. That's probably what he would want here. And I don't know if he he would demand that in an interview. And I don't think you know Sean Deitch fits Adrian's plan for the club, does he really? Uh, but you know. Scott Parker, again, I'm not overly enthused about because he was at two very good clubs. Yes, he got them promoted, but both clubs seem to talk about him in a negative fashion. Um, you know, he kind of achieved the absolute bare minimum of what was expected of those squads and didn't really push them any further than that in Fulham and Bournemouth. Uh, um, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't like us to go down another Chotter Avaladzi route where we're signing it, we're appointing another manager that um, hasn't really been in the championship to understand what's um expected and what 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 how difficult it can be because do, do uh, uh will do you think uh, do you think that <laughs> do you think that Adjun's perhaps underestimated the quality of the championship a little bit a bit yeah definitely but i also think this season's championships a lot it feels like it's a lot closer than it has been for a while as well I can't really think of a specific team that's miles and miles and miles ahead of any other. Well, I think Sheffield United and Norwich are running away with it it's almost at the moment, or they, or they will do. But then it, at the, it's well, always going to be tight. Do, but it's, yeah. you look at how Reading fucking shot ahead at the start. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 What, what about Paul Ince? Should we get Paul Ince? No. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is, is like you know, whatever manager you suggest, people will be like, "Oh, well, he failed at this place, or he, he just got sacked." Well, yeah, that's why they're unemployed. And there's arguments for everything. Every, every manager that's available has just failed somewhere. That's why they're unemployed. If they were being successful, they would currently be yeah, at the club, that, wouldn't they? That's why so many fans go, "Oh, but this manager has been, has been sacked everywhere he's gone." But that's just modern football. That's now. every that's every manager, unless they resign. It, like um, I guess you resign, um, or you retire or, or you leave to a better club where you will fail that's what happens yeah. so obviously we'll, we'll we'll keep our eyes out on that one um i want to play um i've got i've got a game for us to play Ooh, uh, fun. i'm not thinking that nathaniel, nathaniel's not gonna be very good at this one I don't think. yeah game all dear listeners uh, sorry 
I know audio listeners, I, I, will, I will read out Wikipedia. I'll read out the team for you. I'll, no, oh, no, no, be, it's none of the guests that create half things. That would be no, fantastic. So audio listeners, I'll read the team out for you so you can play along too, but video viewers, you can watch. Um, so, this team is the Yeovil Town game where we got promoted, arguably the game that changed it all for us. Um, I, you will notice there are some question marks on the Stein 11, and I want you guys to um, fill in the blanks. Um, so, okay, for the audio listeners, there. it's... The starting 11 is uh, obviously Danny Alsop, Stuart Green, Stuart Elliott. Then we've got a space in midfield. Then we've got Ian Ashby, Ryan France. The defence is Dawson Delaney. And then the centre-back and right-back are both question marks, obviously, with the uh, in goal. So anyone want to take a pop? Not you, Will, because you know the answers. I'll do someone old enough. I'll let them two have a go. <laughs> Dean, Dean Marnie. Oh, I don't know. Um, Bullard. In, Bullard? In division. In Division Three, you mad? I will boot. Yeah. I will boot. Oh you. my Jake god! Livermore. It's Livermore, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> That's right, all we've been. Uh... <laughs> no, I am not being serious. I don't know the answers. Go on, Tom. Leon Court. I was about to say Leon no. Court centre back, but no. It's not. <laughs> no. Um... Anyone watching? You want to stick your answers in the comments? Feel free. Stephen to Kingsley. Kingsley. <laughs> Kingsley. Kingsley at right centre back. He's a left back under McCann. Hmm. Right, I'm going to centre mid next slash beat. There's someone um, in the someone listening to this on the audio right now going, ah, I know who that is. Obviously not right now because we're live. There's but... someone on the show who's going for fuck's sake. <laughs> so fair, no one... I just want to point out I was born in 2004. I was I was given the chance for someone in comments. Anyone in the comments want to have a guess before I reveal the answers? I... I was two years old. I'm quite. You'd have at least got one of them, Tom. I'm quite disappointed in you. Well, give me five minutes to go on Wikipedia, and then I'll no. I'll work it out. Oh, mine's got blank. No. Centre mid, two thousand and four. Uh, Kevin Ellison. Idiot <laughs> winger, striker. Uh, he could play wing after. back. Yeah. Uh, it's quite close. It's I, a year after. Honestly, I'm just trying to name players we had then, like let alone. Um, oh, I feel like I could, I could fluke one of these, can't I? Um, oh, I was going to say Damon Delaney. He's there. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, uh, you're you're you playing right back. Put back your then. mind in the Damon Delaney era. Um, I purposely Richard chose these Dunn. names of the hardest three of that team. Uh, no. Right, I'm going to reveal the answers. Connor oh, Cody. Comment. Did someone guess? Am I not allowed to answer? Well, you know, of course you can not. answer if you want, Will. Well, defenders are Heinz and Joseph. We've never had players called Heinz and Joseph, have we? There's a player currently in the squad called Heinz, to be fair, Nathaniel. Oh, yeah, but not back then. There you go. Yeah, I don't want to go yeah. off, to be honest. We, yeah. were, I, I, we could have been here Mark Joseph. six weeks and I wouldn't have got Joshua those. Joshua Heinz. See, the so problem is, if I do hands. one of these games catered, catered for you guys, the people watching and listening, it's going to be piss easy for. <laughs> I've got to find a happy medium. I'll go yeah. as early as League One season, do you think? The yeah. Peter Taylor back-to-back promotion, yeah, we'll go for that next time. But for obviously the audio listeners, the missing players were Junior Lewis, Mark Joseph and Richard Hines. Um, I, mean, I was four yeah. years old then. So you only just the making... one person who knew them was the one person who couldn't answer them. You're just making these up. I don't <laughs> believe this. 
That was an important game. You should know that. That's a trademark game in Hull yeah. City history. Well, I know Ashby scored a worldie, and I know we got promoted around that yes. time. Yeah, I knew no, it was, it was that goal. game. That around awesome. League One or two, but that's that's it. You know? It was that exact game. We kind of dented Jervil's playoff hopes. I think that game as well. That's quite a way. You I think I watched it in the, was it the Gentech it Arena back then. Yeah. How old you have been back then? Then how old? 2004. 2004. Nine. I was nine. Yeah, I was four. Nine years old. Four. Oh. Ba- babies. Babies. The little the... baby Nathaniel was two. Anyone over the age? So you were born in 2001? Nathaniel didn't support us who was in the Premier League. He was born in 2000. Do... Ant must have been born in 2000, right? What? 1995? No. Are you... No, if you were nine into the... How old do you think I am? Are you... Who are you you asking? I I was asking how old was you in 2004, Me? Yeah. Two years old. I was born on the 25th of February, 2002. Oh, really? I thought you were like 21 to there. Well, I'm almost 21, to be fair. So that's not that bad, I guess. Only great people are born in February. (laughs) Uh, mm, Okay. Yeah, I'm January. I feel like we've um, we've, we've kind of deviated from the, the whole purpose of this episode, right? <laughs> so I don't think there's actually much more to cover. Is there? We've covered the gear. We've covered. I guess we just have to potential man. get ahead get ahead of it because our next episode will be Thursday. I'm looking forward to Will Keane and Josh McGinnis scoring on Wednesday. I can't wait for yeah, eight I'll again. I played a fun game on uh, Twitter where it's guess when we concede our second goal. That was quite fun. So I might put that back up again. Guess when we guess when we concede our second goal, Will. What minute? 69th minute. Well, well, it'll just be before half time, won't it? That last two game, games at home, we've considered early and then yeah, before half time. So, 43rd minute. Right, we'll, 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 we'll do a quick quick thing on, obviously, Wigan coming up then. Um, starting 11-wise, what changes are we making? I I, I personally would Cynic. like to see Doherty come in. Cynic. Cynic. Yeah, no yeah. Doherty and Cynic both looked good taking the ball forward, so have those in. And Christie, Doherty, okay. Yeah, Doherty's. Um, I just I like the way he sort of plays. He, you know, the way he drives forward with the ball, and when he loses it, he always tries to win it back. He's, he's got that tenacity in there that we've missed. That you don't get when you've got Seri in there. I think have him in I like for him Woods. Slayer, uh, start Slayer, uh, Doherty, and maybe Jones in midfield no not Jones I don't know because I want a bit of height in midfield because I'm sick of seeing these midgets not win any headers <laughs> I had to play around on the team predictor on Fanub trying to create a team that didn't have wingers on and it's very difficult because no matter what system you pick whether it be five at the back or four at the back you've got to include players that perhaps need dropping um, there's no real happy medium um, I just wanted to get Longman out of the side and I, and I struggled to do it so you'd have to start Pelkas Um Pelkas and Cynic maybe as the wingers. I'd, I, I would yeah, like to I'll see us try and place Siri in a more advanced role, uh, you know, like in a number 10. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I think he's wasted back there. Um, you know, so maybe he, he really the, re- but the reason why we you have, can have to do that. I think the reason we have struggled is because is through the lack of protection for our defence anyway. Midfield, too labour to get back. You see on that second goal, where's our midfield? He's got acres. Like, yes, it's a great strike, but he's got, that guy's got acres of space. You know, Lansbury's got acres of space to strike the ball. So it's, it's a bit annoying. Because mm. obviously, so if, if you played like Seri further forward, he's not really got the engine anymore to get back on that thing. So you've got just two midfielders there. But you'd have Slater you know and I mean? Doc that would do that. 
yeah, I guess they can come up the ground, but it's I don't know. It's a bit of a lightweight midfield. That, that's the issue. That's, that's what I thought would struggle yeah. in the start of the season. And it, I, I, I think the problem is, is any midfield we play at the minute is lightweight. The only way you can overcome it is by playing Jones in midfield. Where's Simon's in? Where is he? Yeah, Xavier Simons. Is he injured? I don't even know. Um, but McLaughlin, Sean McLaughlin. You know, defence has been a problem. Can't defend from set pieces. McLaughlin must be sat on the bench wondering what the hell do I have to do to play? Um, yeah. I do think that they'll only play him if we're playing a free at the back, unfortunately. But I would like maybe him and Greaves to be the back two, despite... I mean, even Greaves could be worth dropping because since signing his contract, I, mean, I think Greaves has been quite poor. If it's gonna, yeah, if it's there. gonna be, if it's gonna be Dawson still in charge, there's nothing to lose. You might as well try it, playing Greaves and mm. McLaughlin. Playing McLaughlin in a back four, give it a go. Might as well. Seri and two fan in the same team. I think, I think the problem with what signing those two is, and we've we've said this before, is I think two fan and Seri expect to be starting every game. And then when you have them in midfield, that whoever plays that third midfield position is going to do a lot of the donkey work, which tends to be Slater. I think that, Slater's done... Yeah. That was always the problem, though. That's what I thought. They discussed it before, the wage budget. When you go from having players on 5 6k a week to then getting players on 30k a week straight away, they're not not only are they going to expect to start, but it can create like disharmony in the squad. I think, you know, when... You see these players not pulling the weight when they were all this money, and you know they've got international pedigree and expect more. So I think right now what we're seeing is more. We're not playing as a team, but more as like individuals. Mm. You know, I think it's just it's frustrating from our point of view because we know that from the track record of these players that we've got, we know there's so much more to come. And um, you know, you know, Seri, how good he was for Fulham. Yeah, it's one. It's just annoying. Players, you've, you've got to play to players' strengths, and I don't think any player kind of has any idea what his role in the team is at the minute. We look, yeah. When you watch us, we don't look as though we're very organised or structured at all, um, especially in an attacking sense. like We're just so static. You, you could throw... I think there was a point against Luton, and, and it was something that really annoys me. We get into a crossing position, just cross the ball. Oh, yeah. We always we're turn around and go back. Passing back and so How do you score goals if you're not creating so chances? The ball's got to be in the box for you to score a goal, and we just seem allergic to putting the ball in the box. But the yeah. one thing that I'm I'm watching about us that annoys me at the minute is that when someone's got the ball, either nobody comes and asks for it, or about five of them come, and then they all end up in the same position. You can literally chuck a blanket over five of our yeah. own players. So if they do make that pass, they've they've gone nowhere because they could walk it to where that guy is that passed it to, and there's four of them there. So, you know, there the, the seems to be a lack of cohesion and understanding in what we're doing in an attacking sense, which is then leading to, uh, you know, panic when we defend. Every time Luton went in our box, it looked like we were going to concede. I was, I'm, I'm scared watching us defending at the minute. It's, it's, a, it's a real worry. And every time we conceded a free kick or a corner, you're just thinking, oh, God, like, it's comical, our defending. I mean, I know there wasn't much Jones could have done about the goal we conceded. It was a very cruel deflection off the bat. But if you watch the marking prior, terrible. That our players marking players on set pieces is abysmal this season, and I can't understand how it's not been fixed. Like, what do they do in training? It's so weird. I mean, so, one of the few players that is the same from the defense last season because I mean, last year Coyle was out, L didn't play much, we had Bernard, so there's there's Jones and Greaves. Uh, they're the two center halves that were terrible at considering center, uh, you know, corners last season and the same this season. 
I mean, maybe that's just not something they're very good at. Mm. But how Possibly. do you get good at that? I don't know. Like, it's how hard can it be, really? Like, I don't understand how, how teams like, like Leicester in the Premier League at the moment, how it is fairly simple. You just get to the ball and you head it out. This is all you really got to do. Yeah, I think it's lot. easier than. Yeah, I think so that's a bit easier than you think. But it's fairly simple. You don't. You don't necessarily need tactics, do you? You just need to be strong and determined. And I guess well, if it's you, not well, if do. it's not working, maybe teams know it's something that they're they're good at, and uh, or, or you know that the other team is bad at, and then it's just what should happen fear, in training? What should happen in training is you would look at how the other team takes their set pieces what they try to do most often. And then you try and counter that. So you look at, you know, what player tends to make a run from the far to the near, try and intercept yeah. that. Which player tends to score the most goals from set pieces, put our best no, aerial no, threat no. on him. That, that That's the tactics that comes into defending set pieces is you, you identify the threats and what they're good at doing and nullify it. If they do something spectacular off the training ground, fair play. You know, you, you can't, you can't counter that. You couldn't, you, you, but the basics of, of set pieces, I mean, we've conceded three more set pieces than any other team in the league. Um, you know, it's 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 getting to a point like last season where it's a, a real weakness, and we still don't seem to be scoring them either. So, in in yeah. both senses of set pieces, it is a real weakness. But and uh, it's so, so strange because we were so so good at them in League One, and then mm. it's completely flipped. Yeah, I think that's because we were too good for League One, though. Yeah, but like you know, being uh, attacking a set piece. That you, uh, there's, you know, there is of course skill that goes into that, but I don't necessarily think that's a just our players are better. Like that's well, um, something we really work on. As well, it comes down to a tactical thing. I think tactically, League One's not on the level of the Championship, and then on top of that, the Championship's not on the level tactically of the Premier League. And, yeah, yeah, that's one of the massive differences between each league. And I think we, one of the reasons we did so well in the League One is we were just so much better tactically than most teams. Mm. Yeah. Right. Back on to obviously the, the, the team then at Wigan. So so what team, what what changes do we want to happen and what do we expect to happen? So uh, do you think we're going to keep with... I mean, I sort of, it, it kind of depends if we've got a manager by then or not. I think it's unlikely we'll have hired one by Wednesday, but, um, you know, you can't rule it out if he's already got somebody lined up. But I, I think if it's Dawson still in charge, well, that's how we'll go off it because that's the way it is at the minute. Um, he's probably going to stay with the same 4-3-3 I'd imagine I'm hoping that Longman gets dropped in that sense but he's probably going to start because we don't have much unless he plays Pelkas out there and puts um, Cynic on the other side um, I think the team I'd like to see would be Cynic, Estepinion and uh, Pelkas as the front three with uh, Doc, Slater and <laughs> Tufan because he's the most creative of the 10 we've got stick him in as well um, then the defence probably uh, the same, but swap Jones for McLaughlin. Maybe Christian at right back too. Disagree, mm. agree? Well, I think that front three was the plan all along. You know, the big uh, player that we got from Portugal who was one of the top scorers. And then the three and a half million pound player in Cynic and Pelkas, who's, you know, an international. I think that was the idea to have that as a front three. So I'd go for that. In midfield, I liked how Doherty played, taking the ball forward. Um, I don't know whether... I mean, Tufan, maybe dropping in would, would help to kind of just give him some uh, motivation, perhaps. But 
and you know he's, he's one of our better technical players so I guess I'd play him along with Slater maybe that's not such a good defensive thing but we need to be attacking and on the ball on Wednesday against Wigan so I'd have that as a midfield and then um, the back four I don't know whether changing one of the players is actually going to help it I think it's more just their mentality at the moment and the tactics that aren't helping so I certainly wouldn't bring Figueredo back in and I don't know about McLaughlin I think especially if we're trying to play out from the back you do want a right footer and a left footer two left footers probably wouldn't work as well and you're not going to drop McLaughlin uh drop See, Greaves, I, sorry. But I, I, I counter that because there are a lot of teams probably the vast majority of teams yeah. play two right footers so it's just the same yeah I don't know how good McLaughlin is on the ball. I mean, I guess he was decent last year, but that was more long ball. So that wouldn't be playing out from the back anyway, perhaps. So I'd keep the same and just pray that we don't concede in the first 10 minutes and maybe get a bit of momentum. I think we just do need a bit of luck. What's your thoughts, Will? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd give McLaughlin a go in defence. Get alongside Can't Reeves. hurt, can it? Exactly. I mean, especially Dawson's in charge. Like, I think he probably will be. I think that's. I think Adrian said somewhere along those lines. I can't honestly remember though. Um, I think might as well go for it. Might as well make all these changes that tactically might not make sense on paper, maybe. But I think we need to just have some fresh legs out there that haven't played poorly yeah. for a while. Um, I think mean, yeah, front three. I think of Sinek, Oscar, and Pelkas as well. Midfield. Um, Maybe Seri, uh, Slater, and I mean, Doherty's probably the best shout there. The way he came, when he came on, he means we was going on earlier about players who don't seem to have that passion or anything, you know, playing. He's one of the few who mm-hmm. does have that, so we might as well use it while we've got it. Yeah, I think he Doherty in that League One season was fantastic, and then perhaps played below his usual standards last season. But I think his role changed a little bit. I think if we get him back in this team now, because, you know, before pre-season, he was saying, when he was coming out and saying, I want to stay here and I want to fight for my place, like complete polar opposite to Honeyman. He was like, right, screw this, I'm off. Dockett is saying, no, I'm going to stay here. I want to start. I want to prove myself against these supposedly far better midfielders. And when he came on against Luton, that was the kind of attitude, you know, he, he, he backed it up with that kind of performance. And, you know, maybe if he hadn't been injured the last few weeks and, and um, when we were struggling in midfield, we might have had a few more positive results in that sense. But uh, we know what Doherty does. We know, you know, what he offers us. And he's got a partnership with with Slayer. And I could make the same argument for McLaughlin in the sense that, you know, when they, when we played the three at the back last season, McLaughlin was playing alongside Greaves because he was the middle defender. So they've got that partnership and that understanding already. You know, he didn't play alongside Jones. Jones was on the right-hand side of the defence later on in the season, wasn't he, when he dropped Bernard. But to me, you've got to get these existing partnerships back in there just for the structure you know that player knows what he's going to do what he's capable of um and and maybe you can even give the same argument for um what we were saying stick baxter in for maybe that reset and that just bit of change is enough for a player to think differently because if you know if you're jacob greaves and you're lining up alongside figueredo and jones who have been out of form the last couple of weeks you're, you're already thinking oh i hope he doesn't do that again this week and then maybe he overthinks his own game and and you know like we've seen with Greaves' uncharacteristic drop of form, maybe he's trying to, you know, make up for the other defender's form kind of thing and, and, and then lead into him 
not doing the basics correctly. So if he gets Macker alongside him, he's like, oh, nah, it's all right, Macker, I know what he's capable of. And then we might see an improvement in his game. It's just about trying to find a way to refresh and, and, and pick players up confidence-wise, because at the minute you can tell the confidence is on the floor. The only person really that I think started that game that looked, well, other than Elder and Coyle, who I thought had a good game. So I think obviously Oscar, to keep saying, absolute workhorse, bit of a shithouse too. Um, you know, he, he was he's not he's not scared for a challenge, is he, Oscar, which is quite rare in a striker, but he's up there on his own. He's having to try and make his own chances uh, because we're not putting anything on the plate for him, are we? And, you know, so perhaps it's just about that organisation, that structure, going back to basics. I'd like to see Dorse just maybe say to him, look, don't worry about the attacking side of things. Let's do this defensively. Get your, you know, your line sorted when we're out of possession and then we'll just see what happens on the counter kind of thing. Just go back to basics, stop conceding and go from there. But, you know, it's going to be a tough one, so... Uh, score predictions, Nathaniel. What do you reckon? Um, two 0 to Wigan. Oh, nice. What, what minute do we concede the second goal? Forty third minute. Forty third. Well, um, okay. I'm not going to say a loss. Just, just to be different. Um, two all. Where are the goals coming from? One of the players on the pitch. Wow. Jacob okay. Greaves twice. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's saving... Surely Greaves is saving his one career goal for a really important time. Final. Is Wigan on a Wednesday it, night in the championship? Wig, yeah, it's Wigan Wednesday night isn't isn't that time, surely. Nine, 90th minute edit into the roof of the net in to win the game, to halt this run of results. Greaves storms to the corner, snaps it in half. <laughs> it's going to happen. That's my prediction. Fans One nil. Greaves to score. Finally, come off. Long moon <laughs> assist. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm going to go uncharacteristically positive, and I'm going to say we're going to win 1-0. Oh no, we're I definitely not. Now with two of us, I've said. I it. believe in Doss. <laughs> I believe in Doss. I believe in Doss. Andy Dawson's black and Uh Right, so I think that pretty much covers everything. Then done. It unless you guys have got anything to mention. No. Um, well, uh, we need to do our shout-outs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to do that. Um, obviously, finalists in the uh, football content awards. Um, yeah, I think the closing the voting closes quite soon. Um, if you're still unsure on how to vote for us and you have not, uh, please do. Uh, but if so, it's on our social media channels. You can literally just tweet, I'm voting for, tag us there for hashtag best podcast in brackets football league uh, in the FCAs. You can tweet that, which is, sounds quite complicated. It's quite obvious when you see it on the thing. You can vote for us on Instagram, I believe. You can literally just comment us under the FCA post for it, or you can obviously do it through the website, which I've put a vis- uh, posted a video for, which shows you how to do it. It's quite easy. You literally just go onto the link, uh, click onto the box for us, just put to home back, and then tick the box and vote now. That's it sorted. Uh, we're going to we're going to be there attending the event. I think there's three of us going in the will. Me, Will, and Joel are going. It's on uh, in Manchester on uh, the 16th of November. So. That's when we find out. Spending of money in this cost of living crisis. Yeah, yeah, very expensive tickets. Um, But yeah, we'll be there, and that's when we find out whether or not we've won. Uh, But anybody who has voted for us and has shared us about and got other people to vote, you know, thank you very much. We we never even expected to be in the finals, let alone um, have this many people voting for us. Uh, Sponsored by, yeah, it's definitely not the Longman content. That's what'll lose us um, votes. (laughs) Obviously, sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar. Uh, do join the Amber Circle Facebook group on Facebook. Um, it's, a, it's a nice, friendly one, uh, you know, that doesn't perhaps 
make you want to rag your hair out when you're in there. Um, have I missed anybody else? Uh, we've got oh, Daniel Stuck Graphics, um, one I've not mentioned on, on social media yet. So uh, if anyone follows uh, Daniel Stuck gra- Graphics on Twitter, he's actually going to be doing us some graphics for, for things. He did um, Nathaniel's um, match preview with the Luton uh, thumbnail. So we're going to have some some nice, decent graphics, not the ones that I make on uh, Canva. So we might get we might start looking a bit better. But yeah, thanks to Will for joining us. Thanks to Nathaniel for joining us. Everyone who's stuck with us throughout this one hour and six minutes of absolute garbage. What's um, wrong with you? you? <laughs> uh, no, we highly appreciate it. Yeah, we do. We really do. Um, you know, if, you, if if someone had said to me we was getting FCA It's Saturday finalists. night. Why are you listening to these three twats? <laughs> Should be out climbing the trees. Yes. <laughs> uh, but head over to... Oh, we've got a merch store. Um, I think yes. you mentioned that on your, on your previous episode, oh, didn't you? We, we've got a merch store through... Uh, Who it's wants their own to hold them back branded chopping board? Chopping board. Exactly. Slicing up your peppers. Nobody. And you can see the Hull and Bat logo right there on your kitchen side. Nice tiger print design. So if you've got a whole city themed kitchen, it's perfect. It's perfect for you. Cushion, phone cases, it's all there. There's even some t-shirts and hoodies, I think. Um, so yeah. If you want some it, you've got a store there for you. Uh, but thanks everyone for listening. Obviously, um uh, I, I believe we'll be back on Thursday. Um I've got a new roast, so I need to double check that. But these guys could do it without me, I suppose. Uh in and we will see see you again time thank you away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.